What is it you've always known should be possible that you've never been able to find? Welcome to the Access Consciousness Radio Show, where we give you the tools to change anything you cannot change and create everything you desire in a different and easier way. Now here are your hosts, founders of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here. Hello everyone and welcome to the Access Consciousness Show on Voice America. Uh... We got a great show for you today. We have some. We guests. sure uh, do. We do. We do. There you go. So I'm joined by Susie Godsey and Steve Bowman. I'm Steve Bowman. And I'm Susie Godsey. Oh, well, we've got that sorted out. And we also have a very quiet Chutissa Bowman who's a little horse. She is a little horse. Very cute as a little horse, I must say. Yeah, it's very good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and so today we are talking about, well, the name of the show, what we talk about is what we talk about. But, sure. You know, it's always the ongoing joke. So what's the name of the show? today Andrew are you a leader of, are you the leader of your life or are you a follower in it that is a fantastic topic mm-hmm. we'll probably even talk about it possibly uh-huh. maybe it's, it's, it's a really it's a coin flip whether we actually talk about the, the topic or not yeah. any strange noises you hear in the background is Chutissa coughing as her little yeah. horse entity takes over yeah <laughs> so are you a leader in your life or are you just a follower Yes. That's pretty much what that is. So, I mean, this is one of our favorite topics, and Susie and I, and Chutissa would be if she wasn't a little horse. <laughs> this is going to be a running gag for the yeah, whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is one of our favorite topics, because one of the things we're actually doing is, is presenting a, a workshop coming up where we're going to be working with leaders from around the world and actually using horses uh, as a way of exponentializing people's awareness of their zone of awareness. But... Enough of that one. We'll talk about that, that later on. That sounds really good, Steve. Yeah, oh. What does it actually mean? So, okay, so with leaders, most leaders these days uh, think they have to do leadership training. They, lo- they learn tools. They learn leadership techniques. But it just isn't enough anymore because what that means is you learn the tools and the techniques, but what no course teaches you, what no university teaches you, and in fact most experience doesn't teach you, is how to actually be aware because it's that awareness that actually allows you to be what needs to be when it needs to be. And the hallmark of any good leader, true conscious leader, is someone who is willing to go where no one else is willing to go and to do things that only they are aware that needs to get done. Mm-hmm. So one of, the, one of the great things that we've seen over the years with leadership is that people try and do leadership rather than be leadership. What do you mean by that, Steve? Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> so being a leader is where you're actually willing to be aware of all that needs to be aware of, not just the here and the now, but the potential into the future. Doing leadership, which is what most people do, is where they think, oh, I need to inspire people. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to do the other. I need to have staff. I need to... And that's just a fallacy in today's... No, like I checked off my leadership check mark. You got it. I have an assistant. Check. <laughs> I'm underlings. Check. Even better, somewhere in your job description it says to be a leader. Mm-hmm. Okay? What they actually mean is to do leadership stuff that really doesn't make any difference anyway. I have the, the nice scenic picture with the leadership quote on it in my office. Oh, you are there. You are <laughs> I made it, right? Well, and, and also, like, when I work with people and their pets sometimes, what I see is 
they think that leadership has to be like, I have to be mean to my pet, you know? Yeah. I can't let my pet uh, sleep in my bed or I'm not allowed to even just be kind. Leadership to a lot of people means that they have to be tough. And, you know, so when they come home, they want to put the relaxation on and they don't want to be leaders anymore. But what we're talking about is being a leader 24-7 mm-hmm. and not ever turning that energy off or going into that sense of like, oh, now I can stop being a leader or now I can relax. What and But so that, again, it's like, why can't you relax and be a leader too? Yeah. I, mean, I think the key thing that you said there, Susie, was being a leader, not doing leadership. Because if, you, if you're doing leadership, then you turn it on, you turn it off, you turn it on, you turn it off. Being a leader is where you're willing to be all that's required for people, animals, or actually anything that's around you, but that willingness to know what's required, that willingness to be what's required, and that never stops. And the interesting thing is it has nothing to do with the position that you hold. Mm. If you are a house husband, you're still a leader if you choose to be. If you are the CEO of a major international corporate, you're still a leader if that's who you choose to be. So it doesn't matter what your position is. It doesn't matter whether someone calls you a leader. It's a choice that you get to make. And I think the, the other thing, you know, because you guys are doing, one of the other many things you guys are doing are the action for futures calls. And I think, you know, when looking at leadership, it's like you can know what's required, but if you actually don't take action on it, if you're not speak, like doing something, then there's, um, you're not actually being a leader. Yeah. I mean, the, one of the things there is that why do you, why, why should you choose to be a leader? Well, this planet requires it. I mean, it's really quite simple. It's not about, you know, getting people to do what you want them to do. It's about actually creating sustainable futures in every choice that you make. And a truly conscious leader is the person who recognizes that every choice they make goes towards creating the future. And if you have that awareness, then what that enables you to do is to be even more aware of the choices that you make. And I, and I think, you know, the well, there's two things because me and Susie just we're we are at the ranch where you guys are going to do this class, and we changed something with the last because we we were doing an SE extravaganza course, which is more body work with horses and and people. But we had we had some weather issues, so we had to change where we normally are situated on the ranch, and so we actually moved into the stallions barn. Hmm. And the thing about stallions in animal world is they're the leaders, hmm. you know. So all of a sudden we have this energy of the stallions that are the leaders that give the herd all the information energetically, whether or not, <laughs> and doing the class in there, all of a sudden it was like totally different because mm-hmm. we were actually having the class where the leaders are, you know, whereas before we would have it over closer to the mares or something and we'd go to the stallion barns and they were a little upset with us and we never really understood why they were so, you know, anxious or like disconnected from the class. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny because I didn't even put two and two together until we started talking about leaders and everything. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And now we're getting notes. <laughs> yes. From Chitissa. Chitissa just passed us notes because she's a little horse. <laughs> she, she, she may be silent, but she is still leading. <laughs> she is our silent leader. Um, what does her note say, Andrew? She says, um, do, why? I, do we want the Why awareness? Why awareness? So actually, that's a very good question. Thank you, Chutissa. So why is awareness uh, really there? Um, Why is it something that we really encourage people to start looking at and being aware of? 
what awareness does is it enables you to be aware of everything and judge nothing. And what's so critical these days is for any leader to actually be aware of what's going on there, both now and into the future, but not judge any of it as right or wrong. Because from that space of no judgment, you can actually make choices that no one else will either think of or no one else would dare make because they've already judged it either as right or wrong or good or bad. So really, awareness is is what this planet requires right now from everyone. And that awareness is very simply being aware of everything and judging nothing, including everything, judging nothing. Being aware that every choice that you make actually creates the future. And it's that space of no judgment, including everything, that uh, you know, knowing that choice is what actually does create. It's from that space that true leaders emerge. And I think that you know, when we look at leadership in the business world, um, if you're not doing awareness, then you're just doing the status quo and repeating what worked in the past mm. to carry your company forward. But is that actually creating the future or is that trying to just continue the past? Mm. Well, to me, it's like not being in awareness is, is using almost like the painting by numbers kind of thing. You know, you, you learn something. This is how a company is being run or this is how I have to, uh, what I have to do with my people to create something and awareness is something that is ever <coughs> flowing, ever present, ever available in any situation. So you don't even have to go to college to have awareness. You you have awareness as a small kid. Like there is nothing uh, that you need to learn about that. You just need to start trusting it, and you need to you need to become in a sense, trusting of you with it. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, for a lot of people is hard because we have been told from very early on to actually drop exactly that, Mm -hmm. you know, to drop our awareness in favor of learned things, in favor of authority, in favor of, you know, knowledge. Which knowledge from books? I'm talking about something where... And there's nothing wrong with that either. It's just if you try to, to do it by a certain... This is A, now therefore here comes B, and then therefore here comes C. Instead of going, whoa, maybe I need to go from A to T, and that is where I actually have to be today. Hmm. So, Susie, you're a little strange. Yeah, um, maybe. Because you both work with people, but you do a lot of work with animals. In fact, in some places you're even known as the animal whisperer. And you've shared the stage with some of the biggest names in this whole field. What do you find about... Uh, awareness that animals, and in particular horses, for, for the reasons we'll go into, what is it that they can show us about awareness that we either ignore or don't actually don't actually look at? Well, they're being it. Like, they're just being that. And like you said earlier, you know, you be the leader, you don't do leadership. They're being awareness mm-hmm. in that way. And if they're not being it, they usually get eaten. You know, it's it's a pretty oh, simple... Oh, so there's incentive too. Yeah, it's like, you know... <laughs> there's and, a nice compensation package with <laughs> animal leadership. <laughs> Awareness is being... Really being willing to perceive your environment at all times, being willing to respond to what is going on around you, being willing to not cut anything off. 
you know, if a horse decided that, oh, you know what, I, I'm aware that there might be a bad weather from coming, but I'm going to ignore it because, you know, uh, well, because I could or whatever, that is not in the best interest of the herd or the horse. Whereas people, we often go into this logical thing of like, oh, I'm, I am perceiving some energy over here, but I'm not going to respond to it or I'm not going to even acknowledge it. I'm going to shove it out of my universe because I don't want to know about it. So in this business world, what you've just described is when, you know, being aware of the energy of what's coming up to you on the horizon is, is actually, in, in this reality, we call that being strategic, actually being willing to be aware of what might be into the future. And then you also said, and then doing something about it, you know, using that to actually um, give you some guidance on what choice. And that's really where we'd say, well, this is the business development. This is the tactics. This is what it is that we actually need to create as part of our life and our living. And then the other bit that you mentioned was that, and if you ignore it, it's probably not in the best interest of the herd. In this reality, particularly in your life and in particular in business, if you ignore these awarenesses, you will disappear. And we've seen examples, you know, Kodak and Blockbuster and some of the big organizations that absolutely denied what was happening out there, chose to ignore it, and at the same time thought it could never happen to them, <coughs> just disappeared. Yeah. And it's funny that you brought up Kodak because that actually just popped in my head too. Well, you we must be psychic, Susie. <laughs> <laughs> so, some of the other questions that we get uh, we get asked, um, and I'm saying that because Chatissa just handed us another another question. She's really good at this. How can leaders expand their zone of awareness, which is really the crux of of this conversation that we want to have today? So, I mean, when we talk about zone of awareness, what we're talking about is the willingness to go outside of just this small. Um, um, this small sphere of awareness that many people are willing to have and actually expand it and expand it and expand it so that you are actually aware of things that you don't even know exist, but you're aware that they're out there. Susie, you see this all the time with horses, and this is why we actually choose to work with horses. What do horses do? Well, uh, every horse is different, and so every horse also has a different zone of awareness in terms of the size and so, for example, the lead mare or the stallion usually have a bigger zone. So that's why they also become the leader, which is interesting. So the leader is not the strongest horse or the most brutal horse or the most biting and fighting horse. It's the most aware horse because also what the other horses are perceiving is the ability of that horse to lead. And so if they know that, that this horse can lead, they will trust and they will follow that horse. But if, if they have a sense that this horse is no longer capable of leading, they will also just drop it. They so, will, yeah. One segue. Are aware horses related to werewolves at all? Or is it? <laughs> well, they used to be until they were eaten. Ah. Yeah, so thank you, Andrew. (laughs) I I can resist. I know, you cannot resist. We know that. Um, But one of the interesting things there that you mentioned, Susie, is nowhere in there did you say that the herd elected the horse. (laughs) They didn't run it through a ballot system. So what they actually did is they chose to be led by that person who had the most awareness. And that's really what we need in our businesses these days, Not not because of position, but because that person is willing to be aware and people are willing to understand that this person has great awareness 
And the person who has that awareness doesn't use it as a weapon for others, but actually uses it to create. Yeah, something greater yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Don't the horse choose to be a leader? Do the horses choose to be a leader? Chitis is asking. What? Because they, they, they sort of elect themselves and show the rest of the herd. In a way, a horse can be electing itself. Would you repeat the question? Yeah, so she's asking, is the horse electing itself to be the leader? And in a way, it's almost like they're born that way. You know, some animals are just really have sort of that sense about themselves and about their environment. And so they be that energy and that energy then permeates around them. And so they are what we would call a natural leader. A born leader. So with that, we got to go to a short break and we'll be back with the moments and Susie Godzi for more on horses and leadership and aware horses. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run, assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result, cannot change. The BARS is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a BARS session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a BARS class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Relationship. Are you sure you want one? Is the brand new book by Simone Millicis and Brendan Watt. So the difference between this book and probably any other relationship book on the shelf is that it does give you some really different, pragmatic, very confronting tools to create your life in a great relationship or to know that it's okay to be single. It's not wrong. This is not your average relationship book. It's not about love or romance. Instead, it offers powerful questions and pragmatic tools you can use every day to create what you truly desire. A lot of us have way too many expectations of our partners in relationship. What I've learned over the years is when you expect from somebody, they either have to reject you or judge you or separate from you. So getting out of that place is giving you freedom in relationship. Relationship. Are you sure you want one? On sale now from relationship are you sure you want one.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash voice America. You're tuned in to the Access Consciousness Show. To join in on today's discussion, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to va at accessconsciousness.com. Now back to the show. And we're back. We're forward. And so 
you know, I think this is great. I love having you guys on because it's so cool. As It's always interesting when you're the host of a show, you listen to the show differently when it's going on. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this is... So one of the things that I realized in this conversation is, you know, we talk about choice creates in the access world, but a leader is actually someone that who knows their choice creates and they can start looking at... A true leader. Yeah, a true leader. Yes. Most are. Yes, yes. Yeah. So it's like when you actually have the awareness, again, back to awareness, of your choice creates, you can start looking at, okay, this is what shows up. What did I choose that created this? Or what can I choose that's going to create, you know, the future that I'm looking for, the, the strategy that my company requires? Um, and I think... Well, one of the greatest yeah. gifts of knowing that choice creates is that you, you can never feel that you're stuck with something. So being a leader... In, in a business or a leader in your family or a leader in anything, if you know that if something doesn't work, you can just choose again. And if that doesn't work, you just choose again. And if that doesn't work, you choose again. And if it does work, then you choose to keep doing it. But most people don't realize that everything they do is a choice. And I think this is, um, you know, because I was at the, the part of the, the, the conscious horse classes, you know, the, that we were looking at using horses to, to teach you what leadership was. And it was so apparent because someone would go and ask something of a horse and they wouldn't realize what they're actually choosing. Mm. So they would think, oh, I'm telling the horse to do this. And the horse would just stand there. So it, it's interesting when you have this element of horses and looking at leaderships, because when you're actually looking to give someone a uh, you know, communicate with them and actually get them on your awareness or get them on board with what you're creating. Well, if you ask that of a horse and you're actually not energetically congruent with it, the horse just looks at you. Or they do the opposite, or they start actually doing what you're energetically asking for, even though you're like, no, I told them to go this way. I mean, one of the things that, uh, that we know with horses is they have a very finely tuned sense and zone of awareness. Um, if they diminish their zone of awareness, then, like you said, Susie, they get eaten. I mean, so there's yeah, a bit of an incentive there. But the, the expanded zone of awareness is instantaneous. And one of the great things that we love about, you know, talking with and, and, and inspiring and inviting people to look at uh, really being a leader, the, what we found is the gift of horses is they give you immediate feedback in areas that you wouldn't have otherwise thought of looking at. So they'll know, like you said, Andrew, they'll know and they'll give you immediate feedback if you say, well, I'm choosing to have no point of view here, yet the horse is scared. You know that you're scared and they're picking up on it because of their zone of awareness. Susie, what do you come across when you see this happening? <clears throat> well, you, you just beautifully actually stated it. The horse picks up what's going on for you and it will, it will respond to that, you know, because that's what they do. They are a herd animal. And the moment you start interacting, you become part of the herd. So they will immediately start to look at, okay, how do we now work together here mm. in, in a team in a way? And so that's why it's also so beautiful when people are interacting with the horse because, so for example, if you tell somebody, hey, work with your team on this project, and now you're asking them, work with this horse on this particular project. The project might be catch the horse, or the project might be get the horse through this gate. You know, how do you approach this particular task? And and then also, like, who is the horse you're dealing with? Because every horse is different. Some horse might also test you and go, oh, you really want me to do this? 
you mean you 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 actually want me to go? No, you don't mean it. Do you mean it? You know, and some other horse might be like, ah, okay, I'm running through the gate because I I am scared of you. And again, it's like if you, as the person, had the awareness of also who you're dealing with, you can then start to adjust. Also, well, how do I actually ask this particular being to do something? So like, this this. To some people, this might sound like manipulation, but it's it's actually much greater than, than manipulation because what I hear you saying, Susie, is that if you're willing to have this zone of awareness, you know what needs to be said, what should be said, the, the little tweaks that you can make, that people then are, are willing to follow because to them it makes sense. Is that what you're talking about here? Well, not just follow, but actually also create with you. You right. know, it's not it's not that you want them to follow you. Right. And I know you, you know, we're not really asking for the people to follow something, but really more like, hey, how can we create together as a team and still have leadership? It's not about, oh, we're all equal and now we're all doing... It's not that either. And yet it's sort of this this interesting little energetic playfulness in a way to create something greater and I think you cannot really create greater if you try to create followers people that will just like blindly follow well there's, there's a huge difference between followers and people who choose to follow yeah so you know one is where you say you must follow me otherwise your job's on the line the yeah. other is where people say ah look I'll go where that person goes because I trust in their awareness yeah. because there's the evidence always that they they have the ability to see things that maybe others don't see because of their expanded zone of awareness. And, and that that's, everyone has that capacity. Yeah, and that's actually the great gift with the horses because the horses will start to literally follow you when they recognize that you have that energy of leadership. They will start literally walking behind you and follow you, which is so interesting, out of their own volition, without a halter, without a rope. When you, when you have them in that energetic field with you they will just follow you around so it's a great way to actually recognize that oh i am being that energy now and this is what they don't and can't teach you at university and what leadership programs can't and and won't and don't teach which is what is this zone of awareness and how do i know uh when i am actually choosing to be in that space and the, and the great gift of horses is they'll show you instantaneously if you drop out of the zone of awareness if you reduce your zone of awareness or if in that you are projecting expecting or judging something occurring they'll immediately show you the other thing i might note too is that nowhere in here have we said you actually have to ride the horse no <laughs> <laughs> andrew what's your take on all this well i think it's I had something and then I just lost it. Uh, so with the horses, I, I see like a lot of the leadership trainings and stuff is like how to do leadership. You know, it's like, here's your PowerPoint presentation, sit and come take a conference for three days, but you're not actually making any choices. You're not actually doing any exercises. You're not actually interacting in a way uh, from a leadership position. The great thing about this class is it's all hands on in a way, you know, someone's going to actually like, okay, let's get the, like, use this horse. Like let's, here's a horse. Let's let's do something. Like, it's almost okay. like imagine this horse is your team. Yes, exactly. Imagine this horse is your kid. Yeah, or kids. <laughs> because you know it's or like triplets. Oh, never mind. Oh, that's bad. Um, but you know, because we're, it's like you go to the, these conferences and they say, okay, you got to do, you got to change this, this, and this. 
but then you're just supposed to take your notes back and mm-hmm. go and do this. Whereas there's no adjusting, there's no accounting, there's no actual, because what we're talking about with leadership is it actually awareness, you know? So what's occurring when you act, interact with this horse or when you interact with this person, it's not going to be something where you can have this checklist. Mm-hmm. And if we're talking about choice creates awareness, I think one of the things, because Chutiza also asks, how do you expand your zone of awareness? Mm-hmm. You make more choices. Mm-hmm. Oh, it can't be that easy. Well, I mean, I think so. I think I've gotten a little bit better at business the more I've chose to actually run my business. Yeah. You know, it's like you fuck up and you're like, okay. What next? Then what choice did I do to create that? We're not doing that again. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I cut off some awareness here. And I, my, one of my favorite quotes by Gary Douglas, the founder of Access Consciousness, is you can only fail if you cut off your awareness. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we're actually looking at at leadership and and leading people, if you're not cutting off your awareness, there you can't fail. See, one of the great things about awareness also is that the ability and the willingness to be present with what is. Um, because what we often find is that people in <coughs> leadership positions, you know, often doing leadership, are uh, um, sort of looking at the next month, maybe the next three months, but they're not willing to be present with what is at the mm-hmm. moment. Or they're so focused on what has been in the past and trying to either recreate or not recreate recreate the past. But being present with what is right now also gives you access to what might be in the future. And the fascinating thing with that, and this is what horses do so well, is they're willing to be present with what is now, but also know, know, know actually know what's on the horizon as well, and then take a different direction if they need to. Yeah. And, and, you know, you said something about a year, and we know that animals are aware of, even of weather patterns that go beyond a year, you know, which is always this thing of where people go, well, how do they know that? And we don't have an explanation for that. And in Axis, we actually trick people into knowing that too by telling them, hey, ask, what will my life be like in 50 years if I make this choice, which takes it out of logic. You can't logically figure out what your life will be like in 50 years. So now you have to just go by the energy. Oh, if I make this choice, what does that create in 50 years? What? So it just takes it away from that, from that, like, again, that logical thing. So, but animals have that as part of their makeup. They don't think about it. It's not something where they analyze the weather pattern. It's more like they're aware and then they choose. Yeah. Well, they're also allowing their self, themselves and their body to just adjust with it. You know, we keep talking about zone of awareness, but it's like when we, we would have like when I was wrestling or you doing sports and you were in the zone, you know, you just went with the flow. Like you didn't have like, sorry. I didn't have a justification for my choices. I'm, I'm sorry, Andrew, I haven't got past the when I did wrestling bit. <laughs> yeah, no, you did not. I, was, uh, I, I competed for 17, 16 Fantastic. years. Fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was I was pretty good. Um, I'll be much nicer to you from now on. Uh-huh. Well, oh, well, I should have I should have let that slip a little bit sooner. Then. Um, but it, you know, it was like you wouldn't say, "Oh, why did you do this?" You would just say, "Oh, that was their their athletic ability. That was their you know their their natural capacity, their intuition." We have all these words for awareness, you know, or awareness like things. But but this this has such huge implications for the business world. 
Because, I mean, one of the things, we take one of my favourite topics, uh, which is strategy and being strategic and strategic mm. planning. Um, one of the reasons they call it strategic planning because the word strategic answer doesn't really tell you what it's about. <laughs> yeah. It's about planning. And the one thing we know about horses and so on is that they'll be aware of what's in the future and then they'll make changes instantaneously if they need to be changed. They don't wait and write up a visualisation board and say, this is what I think the wolf is going to look like into the future because by then they're eaten. So it's really you know that willingness to make those changes, uh, either micro changes or whatever changes, changes are required when they're required to change. And this is the great gift that a conscious leader uh, can actually bring to any family or any business is the willingness to know when something needs to change and the willingness to tap into their awareness of what that is without having to try and you know, micromanage or plan it out in a way that uh, you know, takes 12 months and by then they've been eaten by the wolves. <laughs> Well, and, and that kind of planning usually doesn't really work. I mean, I know I have, you know, done those exercises too of like a vision board and all that stuff. And if I look at that today, uh, it, it really didn't work. Hmm. You got eaten by the wolf by the time I got eaten you by finished the, wolf, the uh, exactly. vision board. <laughs> so, so I think the, the key thing in all of this is that it's fantastic to you know read up about leadership and to be in a leadership position, all that sort of thing. But the greatest gift we can be in the world is to actually be aware that we can constantly expand our zone of awareness. And once you've once you've done that, once you've been that, once you've experienced it, once you've been part of that, then you'll know when you collapse your zone of awareness. <laughs> And you know that that doesn't have to be so. You can expand it. And the, and the great gift the horses are is that they exponentialize the immediacy of being able to see when that's happening in your universe. They give you that instant feedback. So what are some of the, what are some of the uh, exercises and some of the things that you two have done with the work you've done with people and with horses that you see actually give them this sense of uh, what a zone of awareness is all about? Well, one, one is really very basic, simple exercise is lunging a horse, you know, and uh, what does that mean? It's like you have the horse on a long lead and you ask them to basically walk or trot or canter around you in a circle. You ask them? You ask in them. In what language? In horsey language. Which is? Well, and that's where it comes in. Like everybody has different choices of how they how they do that mm -hmm. and the horse responds and sometimes responds in a way like Andrew said either stands there and stares at them or turns their butt towards them or runs away from them or whatever it might be and sometimes the horse just on the very first ask goes around so what's the difference between all those then what's happening depending on how the person is being with their energy and how clear they are. Andrew said it earlier, you know, like energetically being congruent with what you're asking for and not being all over the place, like being actually really clear of what it is you're asking for. And then also being clear that, hey, I am not begging you to do this. I am not pulling you to do this. I am not prodding you to do this. I'm actually desiring for you to do this now. And I'm also not going to really take no for an answer. Um, but not from the sense of like, I'll force you to do it, but hey, this is what we're doing now, let's go. And the being of that. Wow, imagine if you could do that with your partner. Mm. Imagine if you could do that with your kids, with your family, with the people at work, because there's no force or effort involved in that. It's just a sense of being 
that invite others to also be in that space with you. Mm -hmm. This is pretty cool stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So with that, uh, it's time for a break. So we'll have more cool stuff after a few minutes of commercials. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run, assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result, cannot change. The BARS is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a BARS session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Relationship. Are you sure you want one? Is a brand new book by Simone Millicis and Brendan Watt. So the difference between this book and probably any other relationship book on the shelf is that It does give you some really different, pragmatic, very confronting tools to create your life in a great relationship or to know that it's okay to be single. It's not wrong. This is not your average relationship book. It's not about love or romance. Instead, it offers powerful questions and pragmatic tools you can use every day to create what you truly desire. A lot of us have way too many expectations of our partners in relationship. What I've learned over the years is when you expect from somebody, they either have to reject you or judge you or separate from you. So getting out of that place is giving you freedom in relationship. Relationship. Are you sure you want one? On sale now from relationship, areyoushoreyouwantone.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're tuned in to the Access Consciousness Show. To join in on today's discussion, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to va at accessconsciousness.com. Now back to the show. And welcome back. And so we were talking about uh, lunging the horses before the break. And one of the interesting things that, that I found in doing it myself, like from the first time, and because I'm not a horse person or wasn't a horse person before this, is you see people that are really forceful with the horse and trying to get the horse to do it, and it doesn't really work. Um, or it just leaves the horse frazzled in a sense, and they're actually more of, you're actually having to put forward all the effort to keep the horse going around, even if they're, they force the horse to do it and they get the horse to do it. But then you have to make sure that the horse is doing what you want it to do because it doesn't quite know what you want it to do. You're just like forcing it into that. Um, and then there's the people that, Figure out, they're like, okay, how do I get this horse to do what I'm going to do? Like, 
what communication do I have to do? I'll send it an email. Yeah. Yeah. And expect it to do what I want it to do. Yeah. (laughs) Um, A horse email, you know. Yeah. But, you know, because the horses have their own way of, like, body language-wise or whatever, you know, to to get them to, to go in a circle around you. And you do that, and then they just go around, and you all you have to do is hold the rope and make sure they're, like, you can have an awareness of it, but you don't actually have to do anything with it. So it's the being that's the important part here, not the doing. And one of the great questions that we were chatting about during the break with Jutissa is, so can a horse actually help us to truly get our being, to truly help us to be aware of who we're choosing to be in any one moment? Susie, what's your, what's your take on that? I would say absolutely yes to that in a sense that just like what Andrew was saying in a, a moment ago too, it's like he he was not a horse person per se and he has learned so much about all of that by working with the horse. And so in a way when you start doing this exercise and I say doing with like air quotes because there is a, a doing part in it as well and yet it's not about the doing part of it. It is being an energy that is... Um, in a way, letting the horse know also that you're not just going to sleep. Because you can get a horse to go around you and Andrew says that and when, it, when it's really energetically congruent and it works, it looks like you're not doing anything. You're just leading the horse and you're holding the rope. But yet in that, there is a lot of presence. If you start checking out, the horse immediately will stop. Mm. Because one thing I learned from horses is they love working with you and they a lot of horses love to please you and do things for you. But the moment you stop asking, they also stop. They're not just going to run around you because they can. They will only keep doing that as long as you're asking for it. And the moment you let go of that, they're like, oh, are we done? Hmm. And then they just stop. So so as soon as you go into unawareness yeah. or as soon as you go into anti-consciousness or as soon as you go into judgment, projection, expectation, conclusion, they will immediately tell you, through their actions, yeah, huh. yeah. When, I, I got to say this. One of the, someone asked us a couple of weeks ago. Well, why do you work with horses? And I thought, hmm, because they're too big to ignore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just can't ignore them. They're just there in your face. So it's you, know, you could yeah you could yeah look at doing cats and you know, <laughs> rats and mice and things, but you can ignore them. You can't ignore a horse. Yeah. And if you do. <laughs> move out of that zone of awareness, they will immediately give you feedback on that in a way that you can't miss. And I think the other thing is they're too big to ignore and they're also too big to push around. Uh Because often we look at leadership as something where, okay, now I'm your boss, I just boss you around and I get to push you around and and push these people. That's a good point. Um, Well, the horse isn't going to work like that. You're not going to push the... Like, you go ahead, push the horse around, see how well that works. You'll probably end up getting kicked or, you know, at the very least, the horse is just going to look at you like... You you want to do what? Really? thanks for giving me the massage. Keep pushing me. Have you really seen how big I am? Really? Yes, exactly. Uh, So, look, the other thing here is that... And this is not about the horses. It's about being. And, And really, the horses are the conduit to allow us to have a greater mm, connection with our own awareness. And that's what we invite people to when we work with this. So this, this class that we've got coming up with the wonderful Susie Godsey, the amazing Chutissa Bowman, and myself, <laughs> is really about the, the 
the gift of leadership and how that can be a gift in your life, regardless of any position you hold. Even if you don't have a job, that's your job. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what would it be like to be a leader in that in a way that other people don't even know exists on this planet? And it's possible for all of us. You can exponentialize change by bringing that into the corporate sector, into the business sector, because then you can be an inspiration to a whole lot of other people. But it doesn't matter how many people. It just matters, particularly to the world, that you actually choose to be the leader that you can be. So, Susie, with horses and with, uh, with people, what are the two things that you find that people actually walk away from when they have a real focus on being the leader and then working with horses? I think what I heard most, most people say is that they really get to know who they are being in a way of interaction with people, with others, and, and really recognizing, wow, you know, I can use these tools now really everywhere. Like Steve, you said it earlier, you know, you brilliantly actually stated that it doesn't matter where you are applying these tools in your life. You don't have to be a corporate person to apply these tools. You will have more ease with your partner, with your children, with anybody that you are coming in contact with because you're going to have more awareness of how you are interacting with others and you're going to learn some tools to also see how you can get somebody else to respond to you that maybe before that you didn't know how to do that because every horse is different and so you can't apply the exact same energy, the exact same doing to every horse. You have to basically know, okay, this horse I'm going to have to do this with in order to create something. This horse I'm going to have to do something different to create something and And this is also true for people. You will always be dealing with all sorts of different kinds of people in your life, and you're going to have to be willing to see who they are and what you are going to be creating with them and how you can do it, basically. Mm. So There's a a great quote that I think just about everyone's heard, which is that, look, you can lead a horse to water, but you sure as heck can't make it drink. And and a great friend and colleague and mentor of ours, Gary Douglas, has said, well, let's look at that from a slightly different perspective. Can you lead your people to possibility and encourage them to choose? And the answer to that is, yes, you can, but it's through who you choose to be. So... Can you encourage them to choose? Absolutely. Can you choose for them? No. Can you make them choose? Absolutely not. But what you can be is the inspiration and the possibility that enables them to be the leader in their own life as well, whether they know it or not. Well, and I think that's an, a mark of true leadership too, is where you actually create other leaders. Because mm. often in this time when we get to a position of leadership, you don't want to empower someone else to take over your position. Mm. But... You know, Susie, you said it with the horses, too. It's like they're looking for the survival of the herd. They're looking at what we can create together, you know, so everyone creates more, Mm. which is the sustainable future aspect of, you know, in the strategic planning. Because, you know, if the company fails... I go every when you say that word. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, if the company... You know what I mean? If if someone fails, then the whole company is actually failing. It's just not this one person. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting. In this reality, we hear a lot about this word influence. Mm-hmm. But the, the true power of influence is 
that you have no point of view. And that having that no point of view enables you to choose things that actually others wouldn't even think of choosing. Mm -hmm. And having no point of view is also about having no point of view about what other people choose as well. Being aware of what they're choosing, being aware of what they're not choosing, but having no point of view about whether it's right or wrong or good or bad. Because from that awareness, you can then make different choices yourself. And in the end, you're the only one who can choose. But you have total ability to be aware of what other people are choosing or not choosing. And from that space, you know what needs to be chosen next. So that's the real power of influence is your willingness to be that power of choice, to be to, to know that uh, yeah, everything is just a choice and to have no point of view about what other people are choosing. Now, it doesn't mean you're a doormat. No. But it does mean that once you're, once you're willing to be aware of what that other person is choosing, you can change things. You can change the circumstances. You can change the people themselves into places where they are actually able to you know, be more of a contribution, which may or may not be at your company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, but it's that, that the influence side of things is a fascinating thing to look at because the influence is where you are the inspiration by who you choose to be. You know, never try and do inspiration. Never try and be inspirational. Just be you, and that inspires other people. Well, and, and you just said something really great in a way. Well, you said, said a lot of great things. Yes, oh. you said a lot of great things. And one thing Please, that actually just struck me <laughs> too is, you know, how, how much people are functioning from the right and wrong of their decisions really you know so and and they go from this oh this must be right and so therefore i would do it again and do it again and do it again that's destructive and yeah, yeah exactly and and that's also like the gift of animals um i just actually heard about this great story like in the elephant herd you know you have a matriarch that is leading the group and then you oftentimes it's an older animal but sometimes it can be a younger one but when there are certain choices to make, the whole group uh, literally will stand around and one might start going one direction and then another one will stand there and won't follow them. And so it might be a choice about where do we go next for food or water or whatever it might be. And then it is interesting, like they, they have now observed these herds enough to know that then all of a sudden the group will choose to follow another one that isn't necessarily the leader. So it's not about, oh, our leader will always make the right choice. Um, they go also by that energetic awareness of, hey, yeah, normally we trust you, we follow you, we know you make choices that are really involving all of us, and yet this time we're going to follow this one. Mm-hmm. And how often does that actually occur in the, you know, we elect the leader and then we will do what they say or we will, like you said earlier, you know, become the follower that is sort of blindly following or... I mean, that's a really important point there because a a truly conscious leader, truly aware leader or a a true leader is someone who knows where to go, even if it means going with someone else who looks as if they're leading in that area because that's what's going to create the greatest. It's It's not about power. It's not about this is my right, you must follow me. It's about, well, where does this need to go? And if it means actually going alongside with someone else because that's what's required, 
that's the hallmark of a true leader. Well, well and I think it's like, because we often have this idea that leadership is about power, yeah. but true leadership is actually about creating the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Creating different possibilities. Look, I'd, I'd like to just leave people with this, this thought, which I think is a great way to sort of finish this conversation mm-hmm. off with, and that is that um, your ability to mobilize others, to actually create change in this world, whether it's change in your family or change in the business or just generally the change that this world requires, your ability to mobilize that really hinges on your ability to engage other people to know that they know, to engage other people so that they can perceive what the different possibilities are, to engage them, not force them, so that you have no points of view, which then enables others, if they choose, to also have no point of view, which means that true choice occurs from that space. And that's the gift that you can be. Every single one of you that's listening to this, that's the gift that you can be to this world is to actually mobilize the change that this world requires by engaging others to perceive different possibilities. Have no point of view about it, no projections, no expectations, no judgments, no conclusions about that. But by being that yourself, you provide the inspiration for others to also be the leader in their own life. And that's the greatest gift you can be to anyone. Well, there you go. I think that sums it up. So, uh, the class is May 18th? It's in May, exactly. I think, it's, the, I think it's May 18th yeah. or so um, yeah. at a ranch outside Houston, Texas. It is indeed. And you can you can uh, get onto this uh, and get more details of it from uh, thetwobowmans.com and just have a look under the leadership section and you'll find there's some details in there. It's the gift of leadership and the wisdom of horses. And just having a look at it from that space, it will provide you with insights and tools that you're just not going to get anywhere else. I think there might even be a couple of donkeys on the ranch, so you might have a couple of wise asses. Uh, well, I know a couple of donkeys I'm inviting, so yeah. <laughs> Susie, anything else? I think that was beautiful. Well, well great. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, and that's our show. Thanks okay, thanks us, everyone. Andrew. Bye. We appreciate you joining us this week for the Access Consciousness Show on Voice America. To find out more about Access Consciousness, please visit our website, accessconsciousness.com. Be sure to come back next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of our show with Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here. Until next time, have way more fun than you're supposed to.